When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for being here to honor my dad's life and work. So when Rhea was planning this thing, she asked me to help out with a tribute of a certain flavor. Just remember, I'm not a professional. No, 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 no
Well, I mean, he has a history of the performing arts, so. Oh, you mean uh, the actor? No. He's a triple threat. Kendall, elder the OG. Yeah, the rap episode. Oh. <laughs> He's comfortable on stage. Yeah. That's for sure. He does not mind embarrassing himself if necessary. Naomi's back. She thinks it's good. Gestures at the giant cross. Kendall's just going to go fucking nut nut. Logan said that about him a few episodes back. He's anti-fragile. He'll accommodate anything. Start second-guessing it, it collapses. This is the full fucking thing! Into the microphone. Back at Waystar HQ, Tom is Googling prisons. What else would he be doing? He's at work. Shiv is reviewing Roman's presentation. Everybody agrees about Gojo. No one needs persuading. Shiv wants to oil the wheels. Roman does that naturally. He's focused on integration benefits and deal detail. They're bickering. Tom settles him down before they talk to Logan. Roman calls him Braveheart and thanks him. They mention Kenfest, their brother in a porta potty rolling down the hill. Carrie's lowering the curtains of Logan's office. Roman is pro Carrie. Shiv is against it. Carrie hands out champagne, but they're not celebrating. Jerry's had a vibration from a DOJ contact that makes Roman jealous. It's Lori. Kendall overpromised. There's nothing systemic, nothing sanctioned. It's going to be a number. Nothing custodial, no prison. Logan cheerses to justice and put his, then puts his hand on Tom's wrist and tells him he'll remember. Shiv congratulates Tom, but Jerry cautions no premature celebrations. Carl chimes in with his only line of the episode, Take me home, country roads! Logan turns the focus to Gojo as Tom excuses himself. To head down to Greg's office, where he scooches him over and thanks him before flipping his desk. Freaks the hell out, yelling yes, hops up on the file cabinet and beats his chest, and Greg is terrified. <laughs> so funny, the look on his face. The face of a man saying, what now? <laughs> once a day, I'm sure Tom, probably more than once a day, Tom pops by and just raises hell one way or another. Or Greg in this utility closet of an office, right? With all these extra computers around. And a poster of the Calispatron franchise. Tom just popped around to say that no one's going to jail. The Waystar 2 are free. Tom grabs Greg's face and kisses. His forehead. Oh, damn. I thought it was going to happen. Yo, I, I thought he was going in. Yeah. The thing is, the moment was not dramatic enough. He just leaned into the forest kid, forehead kiss too fast. If he was going to kiss him, kiss him, they would have like given a few extra seconds of build up. But for 0.2 seconds, we thought it was going to happen. It was good enough. As long as they play with the tension, keep feeding it. I'm there for it. Even when he got super close to him behind the desk, there was a little discomfort for me. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, is he? what's he doing? Scooch over. What is going on here? <laughs> the Waystar 2 are counting their chickens. Greg struggles to pull his desk back, back up and tells people that it was a happy outburst. Tom joyfully returns, but the mood has changed. Matson sent Sherpas. He's not coming. Logan cancels the meeting. Tell him to fuck off. He calls the CFO and then team nobodies. Wonders if Lucas is getting his nails done. His asshole whitened for the party. Roman suggests courting him, but Logan calls it bad juju. He brings up going after Pierce again. Frank calls it exciting. I call it reruns. 
Lucas won't make the deal because he's an arrogant prick. It's just smart business. Doesn't want to overpay. They have a scale issue. Their streaming platform is for shit. No growth. Streaming, sports betting, social media. That's what Gojo does. What did Kerry say about Matson? He thinks he's a genius. He's made one good piece of tech. Fuck him. Carrie has turned into a little Logan acolyte. She really has. It's good tactics. They decide they have to go to the party to track Lucas down. Logan gives Roman a card to give to Kendall. Kendall's on the balcony asking Comfrey about his guest list while smoking a blunt. They got Elon's name on there. Didn't recognize anything else besides Lucas, who will feature prominently in this episode. Siblings haven't responded. The Sibs... He tells everyone to have a good time. Servers, fucking the Imagineers, the DJ crew. You know, this is highly egalitarian. Like, do your job, but fucking get your drink on, get your buzz on. There's no boundaries if you're cool. Mission control out. Shit is about to pop off. Woo! Party! <laughs> it's my birthday! Fuck you! You arrive at Kendall's 40th birthday party above the door. It reads, Notorious K-E-N, ready to die. <laughs> Tom is unburdened. Feels amazing. Senses heightened. Air smells sweeter. You can see the poetry in all the little mundane things. I'm going to get so fucked up. Tom greets Willa enthusiastically, announces he's not going to prison, still counting chickens. They want to take their phones, but the kids refuse, and Connor also retains his coat. They ask about Connor's busted arm, ranch stuff. <laughs> Willis says he had a fall. Connor and Maxim had a cognac and slipped doing a little Irish jig. They walk through a pink tunnel that's been commended as being strongly vaginal. Which bothers some men. The word itself makes some men uncomfortable. Vagina. Oh, yeah? Yes, they don't like hearing it and find it difficult to say, whereas without batting an eye, a man will refer to his dick or his rod or his... Johnson. Johnson? Should have asked about Tabitha, who's apparently still dating. Yeah, where did that come from? When was the last time we heard about Tabitha? It's been a long time. So out of left field. Was Tabitha the one he wanted her to pretend she was dead? Yes, yes. Okay. That was her. She didn't make it on the boat at the end of last season, and I want to say it was either episode seven or eight, but... Really strange to either allude that she's still around, even though she's not present. Yeah, like why? What's he's still point? talking about her. He's using her as a beard. Who knows? Roman loves the intimacy. An actress dressed as a nurse says they've been born into the world of Kendall Roy. And Willow wishes she'd been consulted for the immersive theater. Roman goes in and out of his mother's cooch. Tom and Greg giddily do their not going to prison banter. Tom calls Greg a gussied up slick little fuck. And Greg's looking for Comfrey with the hair always kind of in a messy. Does Greg have a crush? She's way out of your league. It's like the haunted scarecrow asking out Jackie Onassis, a suicide mission. She's a goddess. You're a Cro-Magnon man. Greg's aware of their physical discrepancy. It's a chasm. Everybody's punching down in this episode. Did you notice this? Is it like an ongoing... Do they perceive Greg as as not attractive on purpose? He's like probably the most good looking guy on the show. 
Nice. <laughs> so it's like really funny to me that like everyone refers to him like the way they talk about him is like he's just like this ugly ass loser. And I'm like, am I the only one that thinks like he's the only like mildly? He's a tall drink of water, baby. Yeah, he's so tall. Like, you know, I mean, is he a bit of a doofus? Yeah. But like if we're talking strictly like physical looks, like yeah. he is by far the most attractive guy on the show. Yeah. And when everybody on the show is pretty much a douche. Yeah. He's the least he's, douchey yeah, of all like, the douches we're introduced like, to, well, right? Like the almost like barely redeemable human on the show. Exactly. Right. How about this pickup line though, Eden? Yeah. You're like a uh, fascinating book I'd like to crack open. Oh my God. So bad. <laughs> Tom laughs at him, but how do you get Shiv? I got a dick the size of a red sequoia and I fuck like a bullet train. Okay. Satisfied? Prove it. <laughs> Yo, that Love was the that. funniest Finally. shit ever. Whip yeah. it out, Tom. <laughs> Prove it. Kendall is overlooking the party in a $6,500 Gucci UFO bomber jacket. Shout out to Joanna Robinson for finding the price online. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Today is pretty fucking iconic. Shiv and Roman come by. This is friends only. Shouldn't it be empty then? Roman wanted to watch the five-dimensional catastrophe crash and burn, but Kendall hugs him. Turns to Shiv, no card? You usually write me such lovely letters. Couldn't find one that said both happy birthday and get well soon, but they hug too. Connor comes up, gang's all here. Kendall wonders about the coat, planting a Larry David-like seed in this episode. Who's here? Who isn't? Your dad, your mom, your wife and kids, any... Real friends. Stewie and Lawrence are apparently here, but they don't appear in the episode. K Roman gives Kendall his card. It's baby teeth and an iTunes gift card. Kendall consulted with Gladwell and Harari and Lovelock and Popcorn. It's pretty technical, but likely directions of society. And he takes him to a room full of massive fake headlines of all the siblings. Roman died in a tragic jerk-off accident. Shiv is arrested for being a streetwalker and Tom is ashamed. They have a great Tom ashamed face in the corner. <laughs> Connor Roy elected president of shitting his bag inside joke. And Kendall is elected president of the World Federation. Connor is pissed, worried about it getting tweeted. He's polling close to 1%, which is enough to sway the race. He's interested to see who comes crawling first. Merkel begging him to sway democracy or Soros serenading him from the trees. Turns out Connor did shit his bag on a camping trip. With the boys because he ate some bad fish. He's so mad. And he wants the poster taken down. Ken leaves to circulate. Fucking best birthday ever. Ken walks through a room that looks just like Logan's office, I think, but has flames everywhere. Opens his birthday card, which says, cash out and fuck off. It's a share purchase proposal, and he's a little stunned. Comfrey walks by. Greg comes running up. She has to brief the press against him. The The whole press? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna try and keep it targeted rather than terminal. And Greg thanks her in a cowboy accent. Thank you kindly, ma'am. <laughs> that's that's very kind of you. Uh, how can I possibly repay you? Hey, Tom. You're a very fair maiden for, for such activities, for such uh, kind, a very even-handed maiden. In the way he says, a very even-handed maiden. He's so funny. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> I swear to God, he's the only reason I'm still watching the show sometimes. Oh, we're so thankful for Greg after Thanksgiving. I know. He's the gravy of the show, really. He, he just, is. He's the Greg Sprinkles. You just 
top everything off with little Greg. It's like little moments of comic relief. With Dasha from Red Scare, the romance that no one saw coming. Ken tells Nay about the offer from Logan. Little Trojan mind fuck. It's worth $2 billion. Fuck him. Refuse to engage. Mind game that, motherfucker. Maybe he buys her a diamond the size of the Ritz-Carlton. Few illustrious newspapers. Prints a front page of his dad eating a dog dick every day for a year. And we're living in Marrakesh. And I'm fucking you and smoking hash and learning how to turn a lathe. Even his fantasies are just buzzwords. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. what I don't know. What any. I didn't know what any of that meant. <laughs> <laughs> he was dreaming of basically going off grid and becoming Daniel Day-Lewis. Growing his hair out. Yeah. <laughs> just getting back to, you know, what, what really matters, Eden. Just time off from acting Wave. to become a shoemaker, right? Remember <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis mm-hmm. retired to learn how to cobble shoes. <laughs> And I respect that, but I don't respect the Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Comfrey tells Kendall the Sibs are looking for Lucas. Ken's hurt, but send Lucas to the treehouse. Shiv tells Roman not to fuck it. They reach the treehouse, which is a pretty awesome piece of production design, recreating Kendall's childhood treehouse. Security won't let him in. They don't have a rainbow band. Can they step inside his mental disorder? Not possible. Treehouse is cool. You're not cool. This is the most childish the show has ever gotten, and I love it. So petty. They were in the treehouse. Wouldn't feel like the treehouse. Shiv and Roman are Nazi lovers, and Ken is a defender of liberal democracy. Treehouse is made from George Washington's cherry tree. He calls him out for trying to push the deal with Lucas. But if they succeed, waste our benefits, his net worth goes up. You're welcome. But I have to weigh that against the consideration that no losers are allowed. Roman tries to push through. Kendall physically stops him. This is my treehouse. You shouldn't be anywhere near near here. Thanks, Roman, for the offer, which Shiv didn't know about. And we've got Roman and Logan making power moves behind Shiv's back. Building off of last episode, Roman is clearly in and Shiv is clearly on the outs. I do love, like, there really is a beauty in how they, like, make these grown-ass people act like children that are petulant. Mm-hmm. And like 12. In the most expensive playground known to man. Yeah. Dad and I handled it. I love that. It's great. No, it's just fucking great. Fuck you. Fuck this. Kendall finds Lucas. The Odin of Coden. My man. My myth. My fucking monolith. What's up, bro? Lucas looks extremely bored. Ken tells him to get his algo fixed. Logan sent his winged dildos to schmooze Lucas. Makes no sense. It's like Amtrak buying Tesla. You should buy them. Lucas appreciates his impartial read. Rava wants to say hi, but Kendall's not ready. Lucas requests privacy, pussy, and pasta. So Kendall calls over Reese, who's more than just a watch guy. He's also got pussy, coke, fucking garganelli. He's like a one-man dark web. Customer for your candy store, Reese. He's not a good guy. Enjoy. Ken meets Rava. Wants to say hi before everyone's too high. They got a tiny Wu-Tang Clan to perform after he does a whole thing. Starts mocking her for having modest birthday ambitions of drinking wine and going to bed by 11. Rava brought Gary, who has genitals, and an early start the next day. She asks if he got the kids present. They made something for him, and Kendall starts panicking. He'll find it, because it'll be logged. It had rabbit wrapping paper on it. 
tells her he might be getting out finally. And that prompts Rava to share that they've been sending goons to the park to question the nanny. Didn't want to burst his birthday bubble. Kendall grabs a 40 on his 40th birthday and forgets Gary's name. This was just the push, push he needed, and Kendall starts spiraling. He wants the kid's gift found, makes fun of some guy's shoes. Are they playing from the approved playlist in the main room? My thing was all bangers all the time. All the time. I mean, he's not wrong on that one, Eden. You know it's got to be all bangers all the time. That's true in the main room. It's nothing but get Connor to lose his coat, making everyone feel cold. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like an asshole's birthday party. And my thing from the very first meeting was that it shouldn't feel like an asshole's birthday party. Hey, Greg, the snitch bitch. Greg asks him not to spin against him and mentions Comfrey. Ken is pissed. Also says she's out of his league. What if Kendall wants to ask her out? Clean lines, church and state. Greg doesn't think it matters. I said, no, Jesus, dude. You're like the world's biggest fucking parasite. You're a human tapeworm. Maybe stop feeding on your own fucking family and start sucking some blood elsewhere. I'm kidding. Or am I? I'm not kidding. Am I? Or am I? And Greg frustratedly taps the screen with Kendall on it. First lightly, right in the dick, and then kind of a little bit harder, right in the dick. Tom is disappointed by the dour faces at the festivity. Shiv is pissed about Roman and dad necking in the catbird seat. What a pair those two are. Connor trying to figure out how much the rigging costs. He and Willa brush off Comfrey trying to get him to take off his coat. He lost to Norwegian Wool at a fusion restaurant in Vancouver. And then Willa big times Comfrey. Show Connor some respect. He's running for president and Connor loves it. Willa's MVP moment. She's really settled in to her role. She's getting spicy, yo. I love her. She knows what she's doing and she's... Pretty proud of Connor at different times. Just kind of sweet. Even though he was pretty ready to just ship her off to Pound Ridge. (laughs) (laughs) Alone. Roman has secured a rainbow wristband. He loudly denies the security permission to touch him. Lucas is playing games on his phone. Wants to find a good pussy and get out. Mission. Side mission. I fucking love pussy. You seen my mom's? You seen my mom's? Not touching that one. Asked if Lucas was trying to humiliate Logan this morning. Legacy content library, super app streaming platform, they fit. Lucas does have one question, though, that cuts to the core of the entire existence of the show. Finally, somebody gets it. Eden, this sounds like you so much. I know. When will your father die? When will when will my father die? Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to be rude, but... What kind of shape is he in? We're talking less than a year, or is more like five years? Because um, if it's five, that's, that's a long time. Uh-huh. It, it would be better sooner. Than that. <laughs> Same. Same, Lucas. Can we get to the actual succession part of the show called Succession? That's what I'm saying, yo. It's been three seasons. No, 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 I know. Like, we're, we're laughing here, but, you know, that is my dad, so, you know. I can tell that it's a bit weird for me. That's okay. It's just, I, I don't like the idea of a man hanging over me. Oh, fuck yeah. No, I, I can understand. Who the fuck wants that? Yeah. The guru guy who's fucking, fucking bullshit, you know? Okay. Because it's, it's not my world. Media. Yeah. So, his death would 
clear space. Mm -hmm. With due respect. Yeah. No, 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 I know. Um, I mean, like, we're all obviously hugely looking forward to my father dying, but um, there's another shape to this. How about you never, ever have to speak to him? I mean, you work out of uh, Austin, London, Stockholm, Geneva, whatever. Totally separate corporate identity. They shit all over, or piss all over, Stargo, Waystar's app, which will be burnt to burn the codes and fucking acid bath the servers. The Waystar library is good shit. Actual good shit, though. If he needs to send up a smoke signal, it goes through Roman. Stargo truly is a piece of shit. Lucas opens it just to see how long the landing page takes to load. And, the, and Roman proposes taking a piss on it. Stream some piss on their streaming platform. So he goes to his office, the bathroom, yeah. where he gets all of his business done, including with Edward. Tosses his phone in the urinal. But he has issues peeing in front of other dudes, because of course he does. So Lucas pisses on it and chuckles. You're the genius. Damn right I am. Asks him to consider a meeting, selling to them on Monday. And shakes his piss hand. It's awkward. Mm-hmm. And Roman thinks he might be the best businessman in America. Stargo is still loading in the urinal, and they call it a piece of shit together. Kendall is getting prepped for his dramatic wire entrance. You ready to crucify Billy Joel? But he gets cold feet. It's bullshit. His speech tees it up with an ironic, this is the culmination of my life's journey to be crucified to save you morons. 15 layers overdetermined master's degree fucking hokum tell the tiny tell the tiny wu-tang clan they've got it all ahead of them and barry schneider is relieved shiv slams a drink and starts getting after it to dizzy rascal she is such a bad dancer too greg flags comfrey down again calls her comf which is (laughs) a move she tried to call Springsteen to rescue the vibe. Now she's working on a jet pack to leave through the retractable ceiling, but it takes 48 hours. A lot of the ideas are jokes, but some aren't. Yeah, Springsteen rescuing the vibe didn't feel like the right move. I just love this perspective of somebody who works for yes. an eccentric rich person of yes. they just say whatever and they have no concept of logistics or... Yeah common sense or what's possible or what's realistic they just throw shit they throw cake batter at the wall and see what sticks yes nice before greg heard she was gonna orchestrate a smear campaign against him he was gonna ask her to grab a drink but maybe when she's not trying to destroy his reputation she spent a week researching 80s lunchboxes to serve canapes from, but then he changed his mind, and now she's got all these he-man lunchboxes in her apartment she has to resell on ebay and they want receipts Oh my god. So she agrees to go out with Greg. Shiv is really dancing, very emancipated. Comfrey asks what she's taken, but Shiv's just getting the demons out. Ken and Nay go to the gift room. That's right, an entire room full of gifts. They still haven't found the kid's present who apparently made him something. He starts ripping through them. Naomi attempts to settle him down, gives him her gift. The whole scene makes my skin crawl. It's a watch. Kendall hates it. She's really bad at presents. Is it inscribed or do you want a blowjob? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is such a cringe scene. I feel so bad for her. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for me having to be a part of it. Yeah, I feel bad for me watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you knew the watch was coming. 
once she pulled out the box, you knew it was meaningless. He didn't even have an inscription. He's already got the killer watch. We heard about it two episodes ago. She was in the limo. Yeah, he's got a watch guy. Probably doesn't need a watch. Yeah, he's got the watch. Don't want to be a dick, but I have a watch. Trying to get inside your head and figure out why you would give me this gift. There's also a motorcycle and a Les Paul in the background that Kendall will never use. Kendall stumbles into the gift pile, starts throwing them, thinks it's pathetic, and breaks down in tears as he wishes he was home. I was trying to figure out, Maze, if it was a flying V. You sure it was a Les Paul? Oh, no, you're right. It is a flying V. I just don't know guitars. There you nice. Go. Nice. So glad I was here Les Paul moment. is circular. Yep, yep, yeah. No, I definitely fucked that up. Yeah, because it had the V headstock, right? Yep. No, it was a flying V. You're definitely right. And I was like, same thing, though, dude. I'm like, there's no fucking way this guy plays guitar. What I yeah. meant to do was say a Gibson. Uh, and instead, what I said was a Les Paul, which was... Right. Oh, God. Yeah, fair enough. It's like saying the model instead of the make. Yes. Yes. Still ignorant. Still ignorant. Yep. Thanks for calling me out. Fuck that one up. You can edit it creatively. <laughs> no. Let it be. Let it be as it is. Greg hasn't seen Tom smile in six hours. You don't have to smile to be happy, Greg. I'm enjoying very much thinking about myself and my own various skills and abilities. <laughs> uh, cocaine much? Shall we try the compliment tunnel? We've got actors that are being paid to crouch and poke their heads out of bushes and dish out compliments. Greg is all warm and fuzzy because he has a date, even if she's going out with him for a rancor or peak. For rancor or peak, Tom takes offense to being told he's full of grace. Greg overshares that Tom's had a little cocaine. He certainly didn't look like he did. Yeah, he just seemed like he was coming down from cocaine, maybe. But like, at no point did, I mean, maybe at the very beginning when he first got there. But like, did he not like have a ball or something? Like, what, did he just bring half a gram? (laughs) And this brings into focus... The most important question for us to tackle in this episode. They've apparently decided to take the drugs off camera in the show. Right out drugs, yeah. They haven't been shy at all in the past about Mm -mm. people blowing lines or buying drugs Mm -mm. or talking about it more explicitly. And now they're nowhere to be seen. Such a non-HBO move. And it's like a situation where you're like, they don't even look like they're on drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while I love the line, he did his drugs out of order. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can't get happy. Classic line. I was left thinking, well, he looks stone sober to me. Tom did. And yeah. most of the people did other than some drinking that was going on. And, you know, it makes you want, I mean, certainly Naomi didn't seem hammered on any level. And, we only saw Kendall other than the blunt he'd done several hours before right. the scene in the gift shop or sorry, the gift room. Um, he had a few drinks, you know, he didn't seem over the edge on any level. And, you know, we love to investigate the depiction of drugs on these shows and the authenticity. It's the only reason we watch of people on drugs, right? <laughs> I had no sense that anybody was on any significant amount of drugs in this episode. 
Yeah, because because even Shiv, she just seemed like she wanted to get drunk and dance. Everybody thought she was on Molly or whatever. No, Shiv looked like she was having her first sip at the bar when she, yeah, you know, yeah. tweaked the lime in the drink. Yeah, and honestly, it seemed like she was more just trying to get wasted, but I don't think she actually right. was. Mm-mm. I mean, I would I would say like. Tom and Kendall both seemed like they were having the worst come downs of their life. But like, you know, where was the upper first? You know, you go up and then you go down. Like we just got the down. Right. And it was still pretty early in the night. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, it was six well, it's hours hard to say. later. Hard to say. Oh, okay. Greg tells Tom Wait. it's been six hours. Oh, oh I long evening. Oh, okay. Oh, I missed that line. Oh, I did too. You're telling me that they lasted at that party for six hours? Six hours? <laughs> Guess they were on some Jake, drugs. there's 55 <laughs> yeah. different rooms with different activities. Dude, it was like it was like a an office building rented out for a party. Yeah. They're taking escalators, right? <laughs> there's a tree house. There's a giant vagina. There's a compliment tunnel. Yeah. There's all the frills, but... There's a dance floor, a stage, yeah. If they've taken drugs off camera, we've been waiting for Kendall to turn to drugs all season. We keep thinking, oh, they're in the limo, they're partying. Like, are they doing lines? Now we have a birthday party where everyone is talking about how clearly drugs are there, just like Stewie, but we just don't see it. So... Has he been using this whole time? Is that a safe assumption at this point? I I kind of feel like it's not not a safe assumption. Nice. <laughs> this is why I come to you, Eden, for the the thorough drug analysis. <laughs> He's never really looked, but the way Kendall does drugs traditionally is all yeah. in. Right. That's right. All I was like about in. to say he can't really do the like functional cocaine addict. Like he's 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 all all out, you know. Like right. Constantly coke the fuck out. Like and and so maybe like okay, you can do marijuana cuz that's not your preferred drug of choice. That's not the one that drags you down the rabbit hole, right? Right. And maybe even alcohol is not that big of a trigger for him. But by the end he's an emotional wreck. But yeah. he didn't. It didn't look like to me like he was in the death spiral of too much drugs. And anyway, he could have enough drugs to keep himself up that night, regardless. Other than the head fuckery that was going on and spoiling it for him, but still, physically, he didn't perform it in a way that suggested he was he was in anything other than an emotional and psychological spiral. There was no sweating. Mm-hmm. Right, Eden? Yeah, there was no sweating. There was no like. No amped up speaking, right? Yeah. No or fast like fast talking. Touching your chest because you feel like your heart's beating too fast. Yeah. No um, nose wiping. Yeah. Not enough sniffing. No, not enough no, like nothing, lips licking. Right. Um, yeah. Not enough chewing on ice. <laughs> um, All the telltale signs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't see any of it. So maybe not. It's just always on our mind. What's Kendall up to? And seems like an interesting production maneuver. And Jake, you suggested COVID. Yeah, COVID. that's possible, right? 
but the way they're they're doing other things I mean there were a lot of people in this episode mm-hmm. but it wasn't jam packed right. no, none of the rooms were jam packed even the dance floor wasn't jam packed um so I don't know I mean they showed him smoke the blunt you yep. know and they showed him grabbing multiple drinks having shots grabbing the 40 like you said so the sobriety for the first time in the season is he's clearly not sober. Mm-hmm. That's over. The question then becomes how far is he pushing it? But he almost seemed too busy. Yeah. In this episode to be, to be doing drugs, grabbing drinks on the fly. When you micromanage a right 700 person birthday party. Yeah. You might be a little <laughs> occupied. Tom tells a complimenter to fuck off. He gets a fuck off in this episode. Greg seems happier than Tom, even though Tom's supposed to be happy. Took the wrong drugs in the wrong order and can't get happy. And Greg ruined it by getting a date. How dare he? Shiv finds a boisterously drunk Roman celebrating. Shiv's dancing looked like a cry for help. The dance of the sugar plum failure. Roman's being withholding. He'll talk to dad, sees if he wants to loop her in. He usually likes to loop you in. Shiv might need to finesse it. How would you finesse something that's done? By ruining it? Roman keeps pressing. Shiv has to continue to share her apartment with the old meat wardrobe. Shiv says she's the one in the functioning relationship. Sure you are. Roman accuses her of wanting to ride dick with Tom in jail. I did like the line about Shiv saying no one talks about her having sex than Roman. More than him. Yeah. He's the COO who can't fuck. And they're just trading punches left and right. Mm. Did you think Tom was going to jail? Did no, you? I'm happy did you? Not did going you? To jail. Oh, I'm sure you are. You look really happy. Did you think he was, though? Maybe? He, there's a chance he was going to jail. Maybe Dad was going to go to jail. Fuck, maybe I was going to go to jail. And because Kendall's. That it was all about you. You thought it was ladies' night and they were playing your song, but guess what? You were wrong. All the men got together in Man Club and we decided, sweetheart. Everything's fine, so just... We you know, got he it. Is using you as a messenger boy, but as usual, mm-hmm. you're too fucking dumb to see it. It's difficult. I get it. It's very difficult for you to have to do the dance for dad because you just suck at dancing. You're a piece of shit, you know that? It turns out he loves it when I do the daddy dance, but I guess that's because he loves me. He loves fucking me, and he just doesn't want to fuck you anymore. What are you even talking about? You're so gross! <laughs> Oh, Daddy doesn't love his little carrot top, even when she does a little daddy dance. Fucking hate that. Oh, shit. Look at her. She's ruthless. She, he wants to suck his own father's dick. He wants to fuck his mother. <laughs> well, he starts talking about fucking his dad there at the end, which is just <laughs> of his own accord. Kendall comes yes. through, doubles back, doesn't want them in the treehouse. Intruders have breached the masturbatorium. He calls them disgusting ghouls. Drunk Roman is rolling and he can't be stopped. Ken is hurt. They didn't come to see him. Gojo was his idea. They stole his idea. Then presses on about the nanny stalking goons. Shiv didn't know. Roman says it's not a big deal. It's a fucking party game. There's a line now. You stuck up cunts can't bear to see him win. You're not a real person. You're not real. Roman asks Ken to hit him. Calls him fuckface. Shoves him. Ken eats shit. One last ditch effort. Yells at Connor to take his fucking coat off. Willa steps in to protect her man. Roman convinces himself it's all funny. Tom wants to go out. 
out, out. He's high as can be. He might be up for a while, and Shiv looks terrified. Roman tells Logan he's the only child he'll ever need. He can kill the others and joyously walks home. Kendall overlooks his party winding down while wrapped in a, up in an A-team blanket <laughs> and lies in Naomi's lap, broken as can be. A little heavy on the symbolism here. <laughs> Putting it right in front of you. From the 80s lunchboxes to the A-team blanket, he's a little, little boy. And his birthday party was not what he wanted. I mean, that's this is effectively what the show keeps telling us, right? Yeah. These children are permanently infantilized. They, they, it's impossible for them to grow up. Their father overlord makes sure that they can't mature. That's why I always love comparing this show to Arrested Development. Because mm. they're all in Arrested Development, and it's about mm-hmm. a rich dad, his three sons, and his daughter. Mm. Yeah. I like that. It's the dramatic version of Arrested right. Development. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys. How done do you guys feel like Roman's deal actually was? Because I felt like all Lucas agreed to was like, to have the a meeting exactly yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely and he's like way i feel like he thinks he nailed it and i'm just oh. like is like i I've, i don't no. know i just this I is think a it's, big it's counting so your chickens done. before they hatch episode yeah yeah, yeah. okay Tom i was like am i the only not one? going to jail yeah. when oh, jerry's saying it's not that. a done deal roman celebrating a piss covered handshake in a bathroom like yes. he's the greatest businessman in the world to Tom's credit, though, Maze, he goes and does it discreetly, somewhat discreetly, closes the door, right? He's not. Yeah. I, I mean, he seems even reluctant to celebrate, but he kind of can't help himself, right? Because he, he won't he won't do it in the company of everybody else. Mm-hmm. All right, he, he goes, goes to, to his Greg, safe place. His safe Greg, space, yeah. right? <laughs> like, acts out. And. Roman is having a very Kendall-like moment celebrating prematurely his success, mm-hmm. right? But but very clearly, the guy tells him, no, you can't tell him the deal's done. I've agreed to a meeting. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's, that guy's shifting all the power to him. It's a, it's a kind of a, that whole interaction between Lucas and Roman reminds me a lot of the interactions between Kendall and the other people he's tried to sway throughout the season. Mm -hmm. But Lucas in that moment seems only intent on keeping the power in his favor, whatever the power is. I mean, all of the sudden what we thought was simply a streaming platform is suddenly like a gaming, streaming, betting. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, it's like this go all all in thing that is is more important than ever. But on the one hand, Logan's ready to just dismiss it out of hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, go back to Pierce and go more back, news. Pivot back to traditional media. Let's get newspapers again. <laughs> Remember, and that was the big complaint in previous seasons, right? It's like oh, old media. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we, we're, we're trying to break through to the future, which is what R- Kendall has been trying to do from the get go. 
You know, like at least his plan. Yeah, they stole his idea. Was always forward looking, right? E- even though he seems to have no idea how to get there, other than to just say it. Um, and Roman's not dissimilar. It's like, let me give you a couple of fun lines. Let's let's make me feel relatable to you. I get you. You get me. Let's make this happen. Done deal. Eden, so, what did no. you think of Alexander Skarsgård in this episode as this Swedish tech CEO who shows up to a really expensive party to play games on his phone by himself? I kind of liked him in the role, honestly. Like, I wasn't sure. I didn't know, like, it was going to be him just because I don't, you know, I don't do my homework. What's funny is I had heard Skarsgård, but I did the brain fart thing, and I thought we were getting Peter Sarsgård, who I think would actually be really good on Succession. But then I was like, oh, no, it's Alexander Skarsgård. Got it. Yes, yes. Because he usually actually, like, I feel like Alexander, he always plays, like, this stoic role where he doesn't really have to say that much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Or emote very much. And so when I saw that it was him, I was kind of like, I mean, it kind of fits the bill of, like, an awkward tech boner guy who is a genius, apparently. Um, socially awkward. So he doesn't have to really be personable. Um, but I thought he delivered that that role pretty well i liked him in the role and i'm i mean, I mean the I'm, character yeah it, it's like he was character. fine but the character yeah. wasn't nearly as rich as adrian brody's character no. you know and yeah, there wasn't the opportunity to play it up in a way that i don't know it just was like another bro douchebag to me like that's what the show is about these plenty yeah i know but they could have gone weirder here I you think know, that they, they could have gone weird for that to in happen. My mind. That's true. I mean, he could for be the meeting, coming back. Yeah. yeah, this could have been the setup. You just never know with this show how yeah. much you're going to see a character. Um, and for all I know, the rest of it's all going to be off screen. Very possible. Yeah. Right. That's true. No one's. So I didn't know. I mean, not this season, except yeah. for the lawyer. Um, and her role was really diminished like, too. Like, yeah, I was gonna say like five really minutes at a time. Yeah, had maybe ten scenes total. I mean, she was great, but they definitely downplayed that character, who they said at the beginning was the quote unquote best lawyer in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, and she ended up just getting a lot of kind of abbreviated scenes. Yeah, I thought and- that they could have made him a little more dynamic. He definitely Mm -hmm. was very reserved in this episode. And my biggest question was just, why would he come to this fucking party? He clearly doesn't want to be there at all. But dude, exactly. I was kind of confused why he was there at all. Right. They need to have a reason to bring the other people to the party. So, cause it kind of doesn't make sense. Like, why would he be at his, at, at Kendall's party? Other than the fact that he was invited, obviously. But, you know. Yeah. It did, uh, didn't make sense. I mean, that's the thing. It, it's like What do you mean, Stewie, Eden? He's the Odin of Coden. That's why they said Stewie was there, but they didn't show him. Exactly. Because actually, no, Stewie wouldn't be at the party. There's <laughs> nothing that's happened in the past season and a half that suggests Stewie would be at that party. So I actually assumed Kendall was lying. 
when he said mm. Stewie was at the party. You yeah, know, because the perfect out was for him not. to say, I don't know where, you know, because um, they didn't they didn't even have if you notice, they didn't even have a celebrity cameo to amp up the celeb factors, nope. which suggests that there were no celebrities oh, at the party. That's and, true. and I was fine with that. I thought that was a really good idea. Right. That yeah. essentially nobody showed except a ton of people that he didn't know, but had to invite to create volume. Um, so yeah, I found it a little perplexing that this guy who's this <laughs> reluctant to even be out in the world, if, if, if his character is to be believed, um, who's t- not having a good time from the moment he, why would he even stay? Yeah. Why would he even stay? You're telling me a guy like this with this much money needs Kendall to find him a guy to hook him up? Really? <laughs> Tough one. I, there's been a lot of these this season yeah. of these arbitrary moves just because they need to put people together that they can't. Like It's like inventing the wedding out of the blue. Yep. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> like, an, as soon as they brought that up, I'm like, oh, we're going to Tuscany for a wedding. Aren't exactly. We? Is that the next episode? Yep. So it's right away too, right? Not only right is away. she getting married, she's it's getting tomorrow. married in two weeks yep. and she didn't tell you, didn't tell anybody. but you're all going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like this is the other twisted logic they, they've been relying on this season. Last season, everything felt seamless, especially from episode three on, right? When, when the bore on the floor happened, it was like, bam. Everything made sense. Everything worked. And I know this season, it's got good writing. It's got great performances. Say it over and over again. But it fe- a, a, a lot of things are starting to feel forced. And I'm not even sure where we're going. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of agree really, with the I'm not sure where we're going thing. Because like, cause mean, we, you guys know where I want to go. The arcs feel similar, right? The arcs feel similar episode to episode. Kendall spiraling out spiraling out he's up now he's coming way down oh he got a little bump on the roller coaster ride now now he's on the descent again Uh, and and shiv same thing seems to be going up actually is just careening downward and compounding her own problems with her right her her ambition and her need for approval they all have the same need for approval are all looking for the same thing we get that yeah. They're all deprived of affection. It's kind of They're getting all like deprived of emotional sustenance. But it's yeah. like, where are we? Like, we gotta I go can't somewhere tell. with this. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this: Do you feel? Do you feel for Kendall by the end of this episode because he's got that just chasm of emptiness? I kind of don't. Yeah, you don't. I, my right? girlfriend You're supposed said she to, felt but I bad don't. For him, mm-hmm. I didn't. And it's he because brought all, he brought it all upon himself. It was inevitable. Like this was yeah. never gonna go well. I kind of yeah. thought. I thought it was an interesting choice to have him pull out of the performance mm-hmm. from a theatrical standpoint. Mm-hmm. That's why we got him singing at the very beginning because he was never going to yeah. actually sing. 
Good point, right? You didn't know that going in, right? Because they kind of tease you because one of the best moments in the show was that performance in Scotland, right? And you're yeah. thinking, oh man, we're going to get some train wreck of But show. also that came out of nowhere, right? Like no one was expecting that to happen and they right. just no. dropped it on you. So Right. And, and I'm like, I'm left feeling a little cold about all these characters. I'm not, because I'm not emotionally invested because in there's no way. growth there's no change in any of them right and like that's usually what for me what makes a show compelling a lot of the time is watching characters evolve throughout the show lost like lost change. is a prime um, example of that kind of growth yeah. in characters across seasons where you find a character maybe even despicable for two seasons. And then three seasons later, you're right. like, dude, I That's, never expected to be totally yeah. into this guy. Exactly. No. for this guy. Now. It's called There's the no Charlie character effect, development. Jake, yeah. they beat Charlie down for season after season and then they fully <laughs> redeem him. It's magical to watch because he's such a piece of shit for so long. But this show isn't as long as Lost and we're not going to spend as much time with the people. And it, is way but more we've never gotten on, that from from season one for exactly. over three seasons. It just yeah, I mean, because right on now making them worse and worse like it, and worse. Yeah, we're we're in our um, so we've seen twenty seven episodes as of mm-hmm. today, right? So that's twenty seven right. hours, very intensely shit. on the same set of characters. Yep. Yeah, and and many hours spent. On Kendall and Logan, especially. Although I would argue Kendall's right gets the bulk of the screen time. Ultimately, yeah. In this if show. anybody had to be the the leading the man, it'd be Jeremy Strong. But not much really has happened. There's not been a lot of evolution. In fact, if anything, no, he just keeps getting evolution. There's yes, which I, beautiful I kept- line thinking like i remember when we were talking about the first episode like the, the first two where it was like shiv was already on like the downward trajectory i was like oh there's nowhere to go but up right yep. but no she right. just keeps going no. down, right. down she just keeps spiraling and i'm like this kind of isn't <laughs> like this episode was, it was, a was ruse. you know fun but like but like it's just yo we're supposed to have different character trajectories at some point and it's, it's like where are we going if i mean are you just gonna like have all the kids kill themselves out of depression at the end, like, <laughs> or patricide. No, oh, I'd be here for that. Yeah, Let's get that's it. what Let's he did. Somebody something. finally, because they brought it up finally, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they brought it up in a couple of ways, right? So in the previous episode, okay, okay, hold it on, Saldano. What? I'm just gonna say, the ending of this season is gonna be one of the kids kill Logan, and the next season is just a whodunit. Tone shift. It would no, no. It would be an attempted murder, a failed attempt. At worst, he'd be in a coma for four episodes. Oh God, I know you're right. He's unkillable. (laughs) They'd they'd all be meeting in the hospital. He's undead, right? Like meetings in the waiting room, meetings in the empty surgery space, um, meetings with Roman in the bathrooms. But I'm thinking <laughs> Roman's, Roman's Roman commandeering all the bathroom, bathroom, all the lavatories. For an entire season. <laughs> He's like you know what I was thinking everyone. of, Jake? It's, it's like the strokes. 
Meet me in the bathroom. <laughs> That's Roman's anthem. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just I'm I'm really curious. I'm I'm at, I'm like kind of still dealing with the shock of thinking there's only two episodes yeah, left. It's and wild. They're gonna do with those two because now we're shifting into setup mode. It's like it's the opposite of closure, right? We're they're gonna try to push us in a new direction of where things are gonna go next season, and it's a little like, huh? I'm really I was hoping to be more satisfied with this season. I'm feeling somewhat unsatisfied with this season. It's totally fair. I think what you said about them not having a traditional season finale is pretty Mm -hmm. accurate. And it really kind of felt like the shareholder meeting was the season finale. Because it closed so many arcs that had been lingering. Right. And this is like the politics episode, brand new. This is as close to a filler episode as Succession gets here with Kendall's birthday party. They do well, a little funny, bit right? of the business with Roman and with Lucas, but that's it. Because the politics episode in some ways could be like the bottle episode. Totally. We're out one of con- or it's it's like right, it's one and done, although it does feel a bit like the the episode last season where they go to the retreat. Uh-huh. Not 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 the bar on the floor, but the one Argestes. where they have the Argestes, thank you. Uh the big media uh gathering. Um but yeah, it felt like a bottle and in some ways the birthday episode's like another bottle episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like we don't have really have that much room for bottle episodes if we only have two episodes left. If anything's gonna happen, which at this point I'm not sure anything will. Yeah, the but, the thing that they put on the board is we're going to this wedding and then also there's this Gojo deal. And that's going to be yeah. definitely the next episode and very possibly spill over into the finale as well. It seems like the DOJ thing, they're just kind of sweeping under the rug like, oh, well, Kendall's yeah, case is falling apart. Yeah, and it apart. was such a big deal. Like, it was such a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it felt like life or death in the first three episodes of this season. Right. Logan I mean, was crumbling. He thought he, thought he was going to be in the Balkans for the rest of the season. Not to mention, we were expecting high drama, and we in, in the shareholder meeting, and we got the slapstick yep. comedy mm-hmm. episode. So it's almost like they're tr- also playing in different genres from episode to episode. This was like the psycho. This <laughs> is almost like Ingmar Bergman level of depression mm. for Kendall, like just crushing yes. like, down on him, like right? death walking along the yeah, beach. Like we're 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 walking through the psychology of his childhood, his traumatic childhood, possibly actually not traumatic necessarily for him because he's trying to, uh, it's, it's almost like he's reminiscing and being nostalgic about all these elements of his childhood, um, trying to will it back into his life. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm very like, this is a really perplexing season of, on the one hand, Good writing, good television, great acting. But where's the overarching story? Yeah. You know, I love these seasons to have that pull of like, we're going somewhere. We're headed somewhere. And last season, you know, it was satisfying. We get that fucking great yacht episode. Yep. Right. Just fantastic. Everybody's together. It feels legit. 
Logan drops the bomb on Kendall, and Kendall drops the bomb on Logan. How many bombs do they have left? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a manic episode, though. Speaking of dropping bombs, who shit the bed? So as you can see, the mystery of who pooped the bed has been solved. Is it Kendall for the worst birthday party ever? Or is it Shiv for continually getting boxed out? Losing it, yeah. And apparently being upset that her husband isn't going to jail, which is just a really (laughs) shitty thing to do. That was the other thing. They weren't together at all this entire episode, you know? She's dancing by herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's walking off, (laughs) trying to walk off his bad mood. I would have to say Kendall shit the bed because he planned an asshole's birthday party as much as he tried yeah. not to. He sure did. The playlist right. was all bangers, Jake. All bangers all the time. The problem with Shiv is that she's not actually, she didn't actually do anything wrong. Right. She's just she's getting just shoved aside. Yeah. yeah, she's the new I Jerry. I do think the one thing that she did do wrong was give up on trying to see Madsen and letting Roman do it by himself. And not being involved. I think she did that to herself. But yeah. But the problem is, even when she's winning, she's losing. Yeah. You know? It's, it's a little washed at this point. Mm-hmm. Because Jerry didn't even get boxed out for that long. It was one episode. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Jerry's <laughs> back. Jerry's yeah. back in the game, right? She, she's getting vibrations from her GOG mm. connections. So she's been elevated. And, and yet, and, and all of a sudden, for no, there's been no explanation why, really, she's back in Logan's good graces. Because remember, that was fairly arbitrary as well. Yeah. That yeah. suddenly he didn't want anything to do with it. And they said she was going to be Shiv's suit to take all the, the pressure. And turns out, right. no Logan pressure. Was just on his period that day or Who's our number one boy? You're my number one boy. It's Greg. Come on. It's Greg. He's the only one that took a W. I mean, Roman definitely won, even though it's too good to be Uh, true. Yeah, he didn't win. He He celebrated like he won. Greg. My guy. It's my guy. Greg. He got a date. Him and Kumpf? Hot date? Yeah. Yeah. He won. No question about it. Big time. I wasn't really thinking in that direction, but if there was a winner, he was the winner. Very even-handed maiden. (laughs) So bad. That is going to do it for us here on Queued Up. Thanks to Jake and Eden for toughing it out for a a double double feature here today. We'll pick it up next week after the Tuscan wedding of Caroline and Peter Munyon. I'm Anthony Mays. See you next time.